Give me a second. I got to text Rachel back. Oh, God. Come, dude, we're recording. Like, this is live. Like, no, it isn't. Yes, yes, it is. This is the show. I, so you're just starting and then ha- like five minutes and I'm doing an intro. We're, we're just rolling right now. That's how we do it here. We're just we're just rolling. This is the I don't show. I like that. This is- <laughs> You should be telling me what we're talking about, right? Again, this is the big league. Like, yeah, I know it's weird. I'm not. I don't like this. <laughs> You're not I don't in like control. Prepared. You have you have literally nothing prepared because I haven't prepared you. Like, I haven't told you what yeah. we're talking about. But like, I've designed you this. Told show. me you were gonna send me notes like Tuesday night. Well, I was think like okay for some <laughs> like this is how I do it for like for some shows I do send people notes just to give them like like a rundown. But like I've designed this show like specifically for like you. And like, also, I just, I don't want, I don't want you to be like knowing everything that's going to come next. Like, I, I think I, I haven't seen you scramble, you know, I haven't seen you do yeah, that. For good reason, <laughs> because I'm not good at it. Because you're the one that's always planning the notes. Yeah. So you know what's coming next, but now you just, you, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to look at your notes. You just have yeah, to sit do. back. And, no, <laughs> I you, do, do you, worry about things. Yeah. You, you don't need to worry about anything. Trust me. You, you're good. Oh, You'll be good. All right. All right, let's get this thing underway. Um, do you want to do the intro? Because I think I think you should do the intro. Because you always do the intro for the big league. I, I just want you to say hello and welcome to Unlimited. Okay, <laughs> okay. give me a second. I got to text Rachel back. Oh God, Come, dude, we're recording. Like this is live. Like, no, it isn't. Yes, yes, it is. This is the show. I, so you're just starting, and then ha- like five minutes, and I'm doing an intro. We're we're just rolling right now. That's how we do it here. We're just we're just rolling. This is the I don't show. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a cold open. I do it on every show. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> watch your shows then. Uh. All right. Hello and welcome to the Unlimited Podcast with Aiden Sullivan and incredibly uncomfortable Connor Somerville. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really all you have to do. Yeah. Now it's now it's my turn to kind of take over. So yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> It's all good. Welcome back to Unlimited. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll make it through. Welcome back to Unlimited. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, like the video. Um, follow us on Instagram as well, at Unlimited Pod. It's going to be a very interesting episode today. Um, we got a great, great guest. If you guys don't recognize him already, then... Thanks. <laughs> I don't know. Have you been on a guest on a show before? Never. Uh, with you for Finch and the Pharaoh, but that's it. Oh, all right. Yeah, that was like... First year or second year? Both. Both. Oh, twice. yeah. That's true. We that was that a while ago. Agreement where we'd go on their show for one. Yeah. And then they'd come on ours. Yeah, I remember that. Damn, that was a while ago. Okay. So you might be a bit rusty, but hey, I, I got I'm an intro. For, very I, rusty. <laughs> I got an intro for you. So so we're, we're going to yeah. set it up nicely here. So if you don't know him, he's the host of the MLS Multiplex podcast. He's the audio producer for the Staff and Graph podcast. RTA now with the Sport- hockey news. Now with the hockey news. RTA Sport Media student and my co-host on the big league, the legend, Mr. Connor Somerville. Connor, welcome to Unlimited. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for having me. Um, bold of you to assume my gender, but we'll slide right <laughs> past that. Um- <laughs> this is already chaos. I wasn't Sorry, expecting yeah. it to be this chaotic. Like this is a oh, pretty yeah. chaotic show so far. There's a reason I have to prepare hardcore because I just take things off the rails. That's um, true. But yeah, uh, today's been busy. They announced that Staff and Graph was moving to the hockey news today. 
So oh, wow. uh, a lot of retweeting I've had to do. <laughs> I'm not good. joining the hockey news. I'm still just with the podcast, but. Uh, but they're just joining sure. the hockey news just to expand their audience or something. Yeah. So they were, they were with blue wire, which is an right. upcoming podcast network. And they've decided to switch to the hockey news um, who will host apparently video stuff, which I might have to do video stuff. We'll see. Uh, I have to talk to Rachel about that, but yeah, just doing that. That's uh, good. Yeah. It's good move for them. Um, exciting for them. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have talked about it on Twitter, uh, like hockey people. So it's cool to see that something that I'm a part of gets listened to by those people. Um, like Jeff Merrick retweeted it. Uh, oh, wow said congrats to them so it's cool to see that but yeah it's been interesting day interesting day that's a good start to the day it's only two o'clock and so much has happened so i wonder what's what else is gonna happen today like it seems like a really good day <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's we'll huge see. you'll figure out the video if you have to do video as well like premiere yeah. you, you can definitely handle that um yeah what do you have to do like filming you think like is it going to be like a live show now or is it just like how are they going to do it I think it's just going to be like, obviously we both watch the dangle podcast and yeah. it's going to be like that, except That's sick. probably over zoom. Um, oh, okay. I don't know. They might okay. do stuff in person. Yeah. So maybe it's not my thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And the audio stuff is completely separate because yeah. I do edit more than what they'd be able to do with video. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I don't actually know that much. I'm hoping to potentially use it as an internship, but it may not be enough hours. So boy, that's true. That's the struggle about. right now. I know. Same with me. I still got to find something like it's tough because because not many places are even taking interns right now because of COVID. I don't know if you've dealt with that at all, but some places I've reached out to have been like, we're just we're not going to be taking any, unfortunately. So oh, I've applied to a few positions. I haven't heard a single thing back. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. My backup is obviously you mentioned I do stuff for the MLS multiplex. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a site head right now. So I may apply for that and say, oh. could we use this as an internship? Um, but that would also be a lot of work. That'd be um, a lot of work. That's something you continue after the internship for sure. Then that's like a job. Uh, yeah, kind of. It, they don't really... I, I don't know how much I can say, but they don't pay very well. Um, okay. Right, right. There are some things going on behind the scenes too that I don't know if they're public or not. Um, so, yeah, it would be sort of a last ditch sort of thing, but I'd enjoy it. I think it would be interesting running a website. Um, so, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's right. That's right up your alley, obviously. So, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could definitely yeah. do that. Yeah, a lot of writing though. A lot of writing you got to do an article a day you like writing i mean yeah. yeah well that's how you get the hours though right like yeah but an article a day that's true you got to be creative that's like a lot um, you do one on like every tfc player i funny you say that i actually did an article in december where i went through each section of the roster and made the roster's decisions for myself okay came out to about three thousand words Jeez. Uh, so doing that kind of writing would work, except it's a ton of work uh, and of work. requires 
in-depth knowledge of players that nobody's heard of before, which That's true. is a struggle because I haven't heard of them either. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, it's you got to do research making, on them, a lot of research, yeah. Yeah, but hey, with what TFC are doing right now, like, there's... Yo, do you, do you know my notes? Like, good transition, man. I got to say. Are we say, talking TFC? I, I got to bring up this signing. This, this signing is pretty big. Equally, almost equal, uh, not quite as big, but similar rumor that I'll talk about <laughs> after we talk about Insigne. Uh, involving Napoli, too. Involving TFC. So, okay, yeah. Well, Hit it. Set it yeah, up. I'm setting it up because this has been like a crazy week for, for TFC. Um, I'm not a TFC like fanatic or anything. Like, I guess I am a, a fan. If I was to cheer for an MLS team, TFC would be my team to cheer for, but I don't know much about what's going on behind the scenes or really about who this guy is. I just know he's like really good and he might be one of the biggest signings in MLS history, definitely in, in franchise history, bigger than Giovinco, who I thought was, was great. And now they got this guy in. Um, so to myself and to all the other fans out there that don't really know much about this player, what should we know about Lorenzo Insigne? Insigne. Insigne. with an accent aigu at the end. Insigne. I don't know if it actually has that, but that's how you say it. Yes. Um, yeah, it doesn't have that, no. Yeah, he's, as you said, he's unbelievably good. Uh, he's also unbelievably short at five foot four. Um, Jesus. Wow. Yes. So I didn't realize he's that. same height as Sebastian Giovinco, two inches taller than Jefferson Sotaldo, who it's probably safe to say won't be back with the team. Um, there's a, a lot of rumors surrounding him heading back to Brazil, and I think the club probably want to see him gone. Uh, and if they're bringing in Insigne, that sort of implies that he is gone. Uh, uh, but yeah, this is one of the biggest signings in league history. He's a guy who just came off of winning the Euros with Italy as a pretty crucial part of that team. He was the captain or co-captain of one of the biggest teams in Italy, uh, in Napoli, who are currently, when I did my article on him last week, he was their third in the Serie A. Um, he had offers from clubs like Tottenham, Atletico Madrid. Uh, he's a very dynamic attacker, too. He's really, really good dribbler. Uh, he's got a shot on him. so. Expect some bangers. Got for a short guy, he's actually pretty quick. Um, he's got some likes to him. Obviously, he's 30, so he's sort of on the back half of his career. Uh, still in the prime, but not pr like prime, prime, yeah, sort of starting to tail off. But yeah, it's the biggest financial uh input, I guess, the club's ever made in a single player. Uh, they're paying him according to. The athletic, I think it's Sam Stage call and Paul Tenorio said that he's going to be making around 15 million US before taxes, Jeez. which works out to around like eight, eight, two, somewhere in between there, uh, per season, which is okay, absurd money. Yeah, um, the highest salary this season in MLS for a bit of context was Carlos Vela, who I think made 6.9 million US before taxes so he's so, the highest paid player yeah by a couple then wow yeah Jeez. he's probably the highest paid player ever unless you want to include david beckham who got 
the way his deal worked, they really structured it so that he could buy a team from MLS for, I think it was either 25 or 50 million, okay. which is now valued at hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, so in that way, I guess Beckham's salary might've been a little bit higher, but Insigne has the highest peri- dollar period uh, okay. of, I think, any player the league's ever seen. That's insane. Like, yeah. that, that's huge, huge signing for, for TFC, obviously. And what do you think, like, the immediate impact is going to be of having a player like that? Because I guess ever since Giovinco left, they've kind of got gone off hill a little bit. But do you think now that they have Insigne, then they can just, like, kind of get right back to that same spot? Yes and no. I think they brought in Pozuelo sort of the year after, or... Pretty soon after, right? Left. I remember that. Yeah. So they uh-huh. they have like two like top of the line players now in Pozuelo and Insigne, I guess. Yeah, and we'll get into the other rumors, uh, but I don't think that'll be the only top two players they'll have. Jeez. Um, okay. But yeah, they sort of fell off this year, especially because they were really affected by COVID. Uh, they had to play all their games in Florida, which was a challenge. Uh, a lot of injury issues too. Pazuelo missed a lot of the season. He had some personal things going on behind the scenes too. Uh, he's openly said this, so I'm not breaking anything, but he and his wife got divorced, uh, okay. which I think was probably pretty hard on him. And they brought in Soteldo. That fit wasn't really good. Um, it's, it's probably not uh, unlikely that he's gone. I think they want him gone, as I said, so... Yeah, this season was a challenge. Next season, well, this season was a challenge initially because they brought in the wrong coach in Chris Armas, who didn't work out and is now an assistant coach for Manchester United. Wow. And if you've been paying any attention to the news, Manchester United players don't like him. So uh, we'll see how long he lasts at Manchester. Uh, but just from the right from the beginning, it didn't work out. Uh, he for some reason got into a fight with Josie Altador and pushed him to the side. Uh, then Javier Perez came in with like, what could he really do? Theoretically, he was dealt an impossible hand and they sort of tried to play at the season. The first sort of five games looked very promising under Perez. And then it wasn't, um, <laughs> they got really bad. Uh, they finished second last in the East, which I guess it's sort of an improvement, but it's very bad. Or were they uh, last the season Bradley, before? No, they actually went to the playoffs the oh. season before. Uh, they went to second round, I think. They oh, lost yeah. Yeah, I'm slightly remembering that. Yeah, they def- sort of defied expectations. They brought in Omar Gonzalez, who really helped the back line initially, and then didn't last two years very didn't <laughs> so yeah i don't know it's there's going to be a lot of changes with the team for sure insigne is the first one of many uh if rumors are to be believed so okay yeah. if that's if that's true then why do you think like now is the time for like mlsc and and tfc i guess in specific to be to be going out and getting these players like do you think there's like a shift in and the culture within soccer in Toronto right now, like why now is the time to go all in for, for these guys? Uh, one big reason. And it's 
not even in most people's minds right now. Uh, and it's World Cup 2026. It's yeah. coming to Canada. And Toronto is, I'd be shocked if Toronto wasn't a host city. So you want to become a soccer market for that. And you want to become a destination because all of these world talent class players are going to be coming to Toronto to play games and they're going to experience the city. So it's a really good opportunity for you to say to players, look, this is what you could have here. We're legit. We will spend money on you. We want to spend money on you. Uh, and Insigne is just the first example of that. And they're targeting the Italian community because there is such a big Italian community in Toronto. So it's sort of a setup in that they are trying to attract talent because they know that they're going to be able to capitalize it, capitalize on it in a few years. And this is just the first step, especially with the Canadian national team having so much success yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in the last year. Yeah, that's been fun to watch too. And like, I'm not a big soccer fan at all, but just watching them play those games in Toronto and in, in Edmonton and like the freezing cold weather. Like, it was just cool to see like (laughs) some of the goals that, that they scored were just, were crazy. Like the excitement amongst Canadian fans right now watching soccer is, is really like, I've never seen it before. Right. So it's it's cool to see that. And hopefully they, they do qualify They're they're first place right now in the qualifications. So things are looking up for them and let's hope that that they get in. Cause that'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. I think it would make sense for them to be going out and getting these guys to show to the rest of the world that, Hey, we're ready for this world cup. Like we're a legit soccer nation. Um, what are some of the other rumors though? Cause you're saying they're, they're not done yet. No, uh, they're definitely not done yet. Mostly because they have three center backs under contract, uh, which isn't good enough at all. Uh, and their biggest issue last year was the back line. But um, the big one that sort of came out this morning from Michael Singh uh, and I trust Michael a lot when it comes to this sort of thing, uh, is Dries Mertens, who also plays for Napoli. He's Belgian. He's on the older side. He's 34, turning 35 in May. Uh, but he's really good. He's also an attacker, has pretty good chemistry with Insigne. Um, and if Dwayne Rollins is to be believed, who's also a soccer reporter who covers the club, he tweeted this, what, 10 minutes ago. Uh, in reference to some of the rumors, uh, one of them is, a, I think, a joke, maybe. I don't know. But uh, he sort of graded on a flames scale in terms of how many flames it, the likelihood is. Uh, Mertens is currently at four. So is that a five? I guess, because that's tied for the highest with another Italian, Domenico Crescito, who's also a 35-year-old attacker, or not attacker, defender, in Syria playing for Genoa. Um, Salcedo, who is a Mexican center back playing for Tigres in Liga Mekis, is sitting at two flames. Mm-hmm. And a guy named Andrea Bellotti, who is a striker who plays in Italy. One person's been very hardcore that this is going to happen. From everything I've seen on Twitter and everything I've heard privately, it's incredibly unlikely. Um, okay. So... You mean, you mean that one player, just that one player, just that one player, okay, yeah, okay. just Andrea Blotti, okay. uh, sitting at one flame. And then uh. you threw in Pele. There is an <laughs> Italian Pele who I think plays in China. Uh, so maybe it's him. Uh, I'm not sure. Let me, 
I'm gonna quickly Google this name on okay. FIFA and see if anything. I'm just comes thinking now, like, like the the two players that you named at the start, like they're they're a bit old, right? 34, 35, you're saying? Yeah. So it's kind of got to be just a rental, right? It's it's it can't be for for too long term, like one or two year contract yeah. max, and then they're gone. But if the World Cup is 2026, you're saying? Yeah. Would would those moves? you think would reflect them doing it because of the world cup or do you think like there's other reasons for why they'd want to acquire those guys they're both very very talented um right he's a big one yes so they're, they're, so they're also going for like a win now type yeah. mode okay yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, definitely yeah. what they're doing like they're trying to win now um and with mertens this rumor only came out today uh so like we don't know how far along or I don't know how far along negotiations are, how close it is. If Rollins is to be believed, probably pretty close in terms of an agreement. Um, but he's the kind of player who could potentially, who he wouldn't be a DP is the big one. He'd most likely be an allocation money signing. Um, now we're getting into the intricacies of MLS, which we don't need to get into. What's um, DP like designated player? Yes. So, oh, okay. Basically, MLS has something. They don't have a salary cap. They have a salary budget. So right. you can acquire money from other teams to make your budget bigger. DPs have a set cost no matter what you spend on them, which is, I, I think, around 650000 660000 okay. uh, So Insigne's salary charge to TFC's budget is like 650,000. That makes sense. Yeah. They're paying him 15 million bucks. Okay. Wow. That's not if, bad at all then. That's a good no. deal. Yeah. That's very good. That's why DPs are so valuable. Yeah. Um, with Mertens, he'd likely be in the allocation money signing, which means whatever salary he gets is what counts against okay. their budget. So if they pay him the max allocation or max allocation money signing you could make is what michael bradley's making at 1.5 million he would yeah. count as 1.5 million against the salary Budget. charge you won't get into how you can buy down salary charges and stuff because that's way too complicated um but that's sort of the difference between the two signings um it, nice. there's probably less risk involved in bringing him in on an allocation money transfer because it would probably be easier to move him out if they want to. Uh, mm -hmm. But he's incredibly talented. So if you can bring him in, you bring him in. Same thing with Crescito. Even though they're old, they'll really help that backline and that attack. And TFC need that uh, pretty badly. So, so they finished second last last season and now they are arguably maybe the favorite to win mls if they do get these guys i guess right if everybody yeah. is is signed and on paper they have the chance to do that that'd be crazy like first like last to first basically yeah they're definitely not the favorites yet um yeah they're far from that at this point they're probably a middle of the pack team even okay. with insignia who's only coming in july which is about halfway through the mls season so, oh, really? I thought the season started in July. That's why they were like, you know, he's coming in July because that's when the season starts. But when does the season start? February. Uh, Damn, um, February. Okay. Oh, 
Okay, so they're not going to have him for like the entire year. When when does the season end? October. So they'll have him for a long season. Okay. Yeah, it's a long season. Uh, You play again. You have to remember it's different than like the NHL and stuff because they play one maybe two games a week. If you're really stretched thin, you'll play a game on Saturday, game Wednesday, another game Saturday. So it takes a lot longer to play the games, um, which is the big thing. Um, Yeah, so hopefully like the guys that they sign then, they won't be coming in July. They'll be coming very soon, like February. Yeah, so with Crescito, he'd be coming in July because his contract also expiring. Mm. Um, And I think the same thing with Mertens would also come in July. So there'd be a very big influx in talent come July. Yeah. The other rumors, I'm not sure. Uh, Bulati, again, I don't think it's happening. Uh, I view that as incredibly unlikely. He would also be July. Um, Salcedo, I think, if it were to happen, would be now. Is the one that I think could happen now. The others are free free agent signings um, come July. Yeah, so we could see TFC get off to a, maybe a bit of a slow start to start the year and then just yeah. take off towards the end and then make the playoffs. And then once they're in, then they can be dynamite. So, I don't know. It's an yeah. exciting time. How are you feeling? Are you excited about, about this season coming up? Yeah, I think there's a lot of risk involved with a lot of these signings. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, in Sydney, you're paying in 15 million bucks. That's an absurd amount of money. For four years, um, right? That's a four-year four deal? Four years, yeah. Yeah. Four years with an option to finish the season because it goes July to July. They have a six-month option to extend it to the end of the year if they want. That's weird. (laughs) That's that's actually really weird. Like, what if he just leaves mid-season? TFC of the option. So they could just... So it's their decision whether or not... I got it. So if he's trash and he's washed up, they can just... If they need salary space. Okay, that makes sense. At least it's not up to the player. It's not a player option. No. If they want to bring in a new DP come 2026 or whenever it is, they can just do that. Um, That in that summer. So who knows? I probably unlikely. I'd imagine they'll just keep him for the other six months because why wouldn't you unless he's not good. Um, But I think there's a lot of this. There should be a lot of optimism going into this season. There are a lot of holes that need to fill. They just lost their starting right back in Richie Larea, who moved to Nottingham Forest in England. Um, they have two starting caliber center backs, maybe, in Shane O'Neill, who they signed as a free agent from Seattle in December, and Chris Mavinga. Uh, right now, their starting striker, Iowa is still injured after tearing his ACL, and they haven't even officially agreed to or publicly said they've agreed to a contract. Uh, so currently their striker situation is Ifuninachi Achara or Jacob Schaffelberg, who's a natural winger. Um, maybe Josie Altador. We'll see whether or not he's back. There's a lot right. of question marks around him. Injuries, right? That's mostly with him. Injuries. Injuries, age. Yeah. There's a lot of things with Josie. Um, but for right now, I think I'm going to give it a couple weeks. Wait until some more signings become official. And then I'll sort of make my decision on this season. Come July, though, I think they're going to be a very fun team, no matter what. Even if they're 
40 points out of it. Yeah, because they just have Insigne that you can watch and, and be entertained by, right? Because he'll probably tear yeah. up the league, I would imagine, right? And especially if they get other guys in there as well. It'll just be a fun team to watch. So it's good that they're making the moves. It's good that we're seeing some progress and they're actually committed to bringing in guys. So I don't know. It's I, good. I'm impressed by this soccer talk that you're having, even though it's just mostly me talking. Yeah. Uh, into the void. Uh, it's, it's interesting surprised. though. And no, no yeah. it's on unlimited. We got to do a lot of listening, especially when we have guests <laughs> on that. You don't know much about the topics that they're talking about, but you just got to listen and ask questions. So, um, no, that was, that was a very knowledgeable soccer talk. Anything else that you want to talk about with soccer before we hard transition to something else? Uh, let's see. Is there anything else involving TFC? Anything you think that the, like just regular typical sports fan should know? Uh, we could talk a bit about Canada if you want, because they play the U S on March 31st or not March 31st, January 31st. Okay. In Hamilton. Right. Let, let's see. There's going to be fans or not fans or not. That's a, that's a question. If I mean, well, it's outside. So you'd hope that there could be at least 50% capacity maybe in Hamilton. Cause we still got the, the heritage classic too, right. That's coming up. We don't know if that's there's going to be March though, isn't it? Uh, is that, uh, I think it's March. Is it March or February? Yeah. Yeah. I'm maybe sure. around the same time then. Yeah. So I guess it's the same question for, for both events. Yeah. Um, uh, but we don't, we don't know the answer to that. Like, I don't know if there's going to be fans or not. You'd love there to be fans, especially like Canada, us having those rowdy Canadian fans there. That's going to provide a lot. Do you think they're going to win though? Do you think they'll beat us in that game? That's the big question because currently Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, and Kyle Aaron all have COVID. Oh, so, well, <laughs> well, I mean, COVID won't last two no, months. They're currently in, well, no, the game is in two weeks. Wait, the game's in two, wait, what date did you say? January 31st. January, why did I, I, I'm, I got confused with March for a second because you said March for a heritage closet. It okay. is March, by the way. March 13th. Two, in two weeks is the game. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, that's tight, but will they'll they be, be fine. They'll be okay. Will they be up to match fitness? Will they be healthy? Um, will any of the other Canadian players catch COVID? Okay. Are How the U.S. players on? in Canada already, or are they still in the States? They're still playing for their club teams. You're, they're not going to camp for a couple weeks. Hmm. Um, well, maybe there's a risk that some of them will catch it then, too. Yeah, maybe, yeah, there's you know, there's both sides. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's most likely somebody will catch it and will have to miss the games, mm-hmm. uh, or a team will say, "Sorry, yeah, no, you're not going. Uh, we're not risking you catching COVID." So the fact that Davies, David, and Laren have already caught it and are going through quarantine right now means they can't catch it again, which means their teams might be or hopefully we'll be more comfortable letting them go to play. In the yeah. Game. Yeah. So, but is that, so like, like uh, Davies, for example, he's on Bayern. That season's still going along without him right now. They're still playing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they paused for a couple of weeks for, I think Christmas slash new year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're resuming. And are they like late possible. in their season or is it still early? I think it's like mid-season-ish. Okay. Hmm. So 
there's still a ways to go. Um, they're having a bit of an outbreak at Byron. So, okay. Maybe it's better if he's here then. Yeah, uh, possibly. Although he's already caught it, right? So he's so going through everything. Is it solely up to the team though? If, if they want to send their players or not, or is it up to Davies? Cause like if he doesn't play and he's healthy, perfectly healthy, that would not be a good sign for Canada. Exactly. Uh, I think it's mostly, it's weird in COVID. Normally you have to release them for international windows, international games. Mm. But with COVID, some leagues have been saying, we're not sending players to certain countries. So that was an issue in the earlier games in CONCACAF because uh, Britain, which is the Premier League, uh, said these players can't go to these countries and play, which included like Mexico and Haiti and Jamaica. And I don't know if those are exact countries, but those kind of countries that were yeah, in CONCACAF for sure. and featured players. So Mexico was really affected by that because their best player plays in the Premier League. Jamaica was decimated by it because they're two best players playing the premier league um so there's a possibility they just say you can't go i think it's unlikely for a game of this caliber but yeah it's always a possibility yeah i think they'll go the player like i know it's up to the team but i think if the the team knows that the player is like committed to their nation and and needs to help them out then They'll let them go, right? Especially if it's like mid-season, right? It's not like coming down to the line or anything and going into playoffs. He still has some time to come back. And and I guess they let him go for all the other qualifying games already. So Yeah, so I can't see Davies not going. I think he will unless yeah. he's been hit hard by COVID and he won't be fit enough. Uh, but he's been doing Instagram, excuse me, Instagram lives in quarantine. quarantine. So. Uh, I think he's going to be okay. Hopefully, that doesn't uh, say much, though. <laughs> no, but well, he's active he's on TikTok to, still. He's able to talk for a long period of time, right? And That's have true. that energy. So it should mean he's staying fit. You'd hope, but who knows? There's again no guarantees at all. Um, but. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a big game no matter what. Canada are undefeated. They'll try to stay undefeated in this window. It'll be a challenge because they're going two games away and their other game is at home against the States. But yeah, this is sort of, if they win these three games, I'd be pretty confident saying they're guaranteed to go to the Qatar. Damn. All right. That's pretty good. That's really good. That's good soccer talk. There we go. All right. Let's 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 move along now. Well, stay tuned to that game, January thirty first. It's gonna be a big one. Make sure you guys tune into that. Um, let's uh let's talk a little YouTube boxing. I got that on on the lineup today because it's unlimited. We got to talk some different stuff com- compared to the stuff we talk on the big league. Uh, I, we haven't talked at all about Jake Paul's uh, crazy knockout against Tyron Woodley. Like we've message back and forth a little bit we never talked about it on the big league or on on the podcast so what did you make of that and was was that something you were expecting to have happened or heading into the fight did you think Woodley might have even beaten Jake uh 
I think Woodley was trapped between a hard, rock and a hard place in that fight because he sort of was told a week ahead of time, hey, you're fighting Jake. Good luck. And thrown into the ring. Obviously, he'd probably been training. So yeah. you assume he's at least better than he was. I think he pro- I didn't catch a ton of the fight. I think I just caught like the a couple rounds and then like the knockout being one of them. Yeah. But from what I heard, it sounded like a very boring fight. It was uh, very boring. Yes. Uh, the first, I think it was round six, he knocked him out. I would say from rounds like two to five, it was just clinching like every five seconds. It was terrible. Yeah. So I guess what do you expect for two fighters that found out they were fighting each other a week ahead of time? That's Uh, true. Tyson Fury. Was it? No, Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. uh, Backed out for medical reasons. Well, (laughs) sure. Did you Uh, see what his brother was doing to him in training with the medicine ball? You, like he said that he he pulled out of the fight because he had like a rib problem like or like something to do with breathing and stuff and his his brother was like he took a medicine ball and was like pounding it against his abs in training camp in like the first yeah. week and that's probably what caused it like that looked Possibly. painful to see like i know like tyson fury came out and saying saying like if Tommy loses to Jake, like he's got to change his name. Like he's, he's no longer part of the Fury family. So he, he worked his brother so hard, like to make sure that he could actually win. And he injured him. I think like that looked like a very heavy medicine ball and, and Tommy was getting hurt by it. Like Tommy is Tommy's a good fighter and everything, but he's only what, like six fights in or a little bit more than that. Sim- similar to where Jake is. I think he might be like eight and oh, He's not a, he's a professional boxer, but he hasn't been doing it for, for that long. And I think like Tyson Fury just went ham in, in training camp with him. And, and that's kind of what, what made him pull out. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like Tyron really didn't give, get much notice, but they did fight like a few months prior. So they knew the game plan and, and what Jake's strategies would be heading into this one now. And, Tyron is looking for Ty, Tyron was w- looking for a rematch, right? He wanted Jake to accept this, this rematch. Yeah. He got the tattoo. I think that's real. I, I don't think know. It's probably, I think Jake would actually make him do it. Uh, one thing on the medicine ball thing though, that is an actual <laughs> training thing. Oh did. no, I know that. I know that's an actual yeah. drill, but it just looks like yeah, he was just taking hell. way it's too much advantage of it. I don't know why anybody would have, <laughs> in their right mind want to do it i feel yeah. like there's much better ways to train I, if you do that pounded by a weight especially when it's your brother doing it <laughs> because it's like you're taking out some anger on on your brother like you're doing it harder because it's your brother probably maybe he's also someone you're paying champion he's also the heavyweight champion of the world so it's not like okay. your six-year-old brother throwing a medicine ball on you it's a 250 300 pound behemoth yeah just trying to kill you um mm-hmm. so it's sort of understandable but yeah it's a little odd that he pulled out a week ahead of time i know do you think we're gonna see that fight like i know i think jake's kind of saying that he does want to fight tommy but like i don't think he wants to get into negotiations right away he kind of wants to take some time away from boxing and kind of just have a vacation, take some time off. 
Do you think we see that fight this upcoming year, though? No, I don't think so. I think Tommy realized how stupid it was and has probably backed out. Um, Damn. Because that could very clearly ruin his career and oh, his yeah. future career. So, <laughs> and his is, it worth, is it worth the risk, right? And I think he's probably decided, he probably will decide it's not. And yeah, I doubt we see it. Um, yeah. It'd be fun to see, but I doubt we see it. So then if it's not Tommy Fury and, and yeah, I, I agree with those reasons. Like, like Jake's, uh, Jake seeks the attention. He likes getting under his opponent's skin. And I think it just, it got to him. Right. And there was too much to risk. Yeah. There was too much to risk, but there, the money, right. The money was involved there. So Tommy could still just, you know, do it as a money grab, you know, Tyron Woody Woodley has dealt with the loss very well. Ben Askren dealt with the loss very well. Nate Robinson, ben not Askren so much. Ben without a hip. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, exactly that ben Askren fight was a joke <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. everything about it was a joke the commentary everything um but but what is the next jake fight then if it's not tommy if you were to guess uh well he's said he he made that offer to dana white but that ufc fight going up against jorge masvidal yeah uh and it sounds like he wants to fight jorge so I could potentially see that being his next fight, but Jorge just ha- did just have a fight in a UFC fight announced. Yeah. Um, with Covington. Maybe Conor McGregor. You could potentially see Conor McGregor. Because uh, I think they've talked in the past. Already, though, this soon? I guess, yeah, I guess it could make sense. M- McGregor's kind of washed. He needs a rebound. Yeah. Damn. I, I haven't heard rumors about that at all yet, but. That would was, just come out of the blue. He was rumored with another UFC fighter, but I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah, there there was another guy. Yes. Um, yeah, Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. Yeah, that was rumored maybe, a, a while ago. Maybe that happening. Yeah. Um, there's also just the rumor that he might even want to go into the cage, right? Like that's what Masvidal yeah. was offering him um saying hey you can you can come into the the cage and we can just do like punching you know i'm not gonna do any kicks or anything we can just go in there with mma gloves and and try and outbox me and i and then we did see some (laughs) sorry jake would get killed the guy already bleeds very easily never mind with those small gloves on definitely that that's that's very true yeah and i think even if like they did get into the cage, I wouldn't be so sure it's just going to be boxing. Like Masvidal won't care. He'll do flying knee right off the bat. (laughs) The only way I could see them potentially getting around that is instituting some sort of thing in the paperwork where for every kick or knee, you get fined. Like with Logan in the Floyd fight where every pound over, it was a $100,000 fine or something. That's true as well. But then again, like these guys are already like super rich. Like they, they'd be willing to take a yeah. hit. I think Those Masvidal would. That wealthy. Masvidal definitely would because he has Dana White in his corner. Like Dana would pay that, like would pay Probably. it off just to, <laughs> for, for Masvidal to knock out Jake Paul. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think Jake should, should be careful. I think he's better suited in, in the boxing ring. And I, I do think that if Masvidal was to have a, boxing match with jake paul then 
Jake Paul could definitely win. I I, I don't see a reason yeah. why why he couldn't because he's trained boxing for almost four years now. Masvidal has mostly been training MMA. I don't think he's really been in a in a boxing gym for for the most part. Um, and and boxing isn't his specialty when in MMA. So we've seen the transition. Like we've seen Woodley come over. We've seen Askren come over. It hasn't worked out. And Woodley, I thought was going to be the best bet because he is a striker, but you know, it ended the same way. So what about the idea of Jake Paul versus KSI? KSI was on Logan's podcast yesterday. He was talking about it a little bit. Um, KSI wants to fight Jake. He just doesn't know when he's going to be free to, to have some free time and start training for it. Will we see this fight or do you think that's just, you know, that was a thing in 2018, 2019. That's, that's done now. There's no, there's no real drama. There's no money involved in that fight anymore. I think they, I think they're genuine and they do want to do the fight. Uh, The problem is, as you said, with JJ, he does so much other stuff. He's not going to have the time in 2022 Never mind, maybe even in 2023. So mm-hmm. it's, I think, a minimum of a year to two years away. And will Jake still be in the scene by then? Will he even still want to fight him? Will JJ be at a point where he thinks he could still genuinely beat Jake after he's had X number of more pro boxing fights? After he knocks out Conor McGregor? <laughs> yeah, like... I don't know. I think it's, I'd put it at 50, 50 at this point. Um, yeah. Sort of depends on what Jake wants to do and how sort of stuff comes together for JJ in terms of music. And he just launched that drink uh, yeah. with Logan. Um, not available in Canada yet, but hopefully. Soon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, think just States currently. Yeah. Soon Britain, maybe. Yeah, UK, I think in a couple of weeks. And then, I don't know. I hope it gets released in Canada. I want to try it. If it's if it's just a regular like lifestyle drink, then you can kind of drink it anytime. So, yeah, Prime. they keep comparing Prime. it to like Gatorade. So, <laughs> well, that you can't really drink anytime. They, I don't think they've been comparing Yeah, you they, could drink. All right, you can drink Gatorade anytime. Well, if you want to go to the dentist like every week, sure. Uh, as somebody who has not had a cavity since he was eight years old and drank Powerade and Gatorade quite regularly last year, uh, I beg to differ. But... Interesting. Okay. Wow, I'm, I'm surprised. I wish I was more like you. <laughs> but I, I do have I do have some some tooth problems, which you know about. <laughs> yes, it's kind of cleared up right now, at least for temporary, temporarily. I'm just gonna say you still haven't dealt with, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was going to say something. Yeah, yeah, the drink the drink looks good, though. They've been talking about it with Gatorade, but they're not comparing it to Gatorade. They're just saying that they want to overtake it, and it's a better-for-you drink than what Gatorade is and less sugar, and there's, like, coconut water and everything. So, I don't know. I like the design of it, too. It looks, looks cool. Don't mind the flavors. I'd like to try one. And it reminds me, uh, the design of... You probably don't know what it is, but Lucasade. Is that the no. UK thing? Yes, it's a UK energy drink. Uh, right. It's like a completely orange bottle wrapped sort of thing. Kind of reminds me of that uh, a little bit, but I don't know. Uh-huh. 
if you've ever had Lucozade, you know what it looks like. Um, in certain bottles, there's a, another see. bottle type that doesn't really look like it. Oh, oh, Lucozade. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. Yeah, I guess KSI obviously knows that design very well and made it similar to it, if you like the look. And I think Logan designed the logo, like he drew out the prime. So Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Good for yeah, them. He's got Spending. a lot going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, we'll see if boxing ends up being one of them. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it really is up to to JJ more so than, than Jake. I think Jake is obviously in shape. He he's trained. He's, he's ready to fight whenever it's just, if KSI can get like not only a training camp in, but he's got to take like a year off literally to first of all, like probably have another fight under his belt first and then fight Jake. Um, because I don't think he can just go into a Jake fight with, without having another fight before. Cause then he's, He'd have like what three years off since his last fight with Logan. That's a lot of time out of the ring. You're gonna lose. You're just setting yourself up for failure. And KSI is a smart guy. He knows that. So he's really gonna have to take it seriously if if he wants to do it. Personally, I just wish he could take a step back from boxing. Say, you know what, Jake, I I respect what you're doing. I don't like you as a person, but I really respect what you're doing in the ring. And we're done here. I, I don't I don't need to, to fight you. It's it's done. We squashed the beef. I don't think you have another fight before you fight Jake. Really? Because I think you go in so that he's completely blind to your fighting style and how you fight. That's it's true. Maybe so- okay, that's true. Maybe have it like behind closed doors, like a sparring match or something. Yeah, maybe they do I just imagine they'll do a lot of sparring, yeah. stuff like that. Um I don't know. He said he needs, he said it in a recent something um, that he needs like four or five months off completely, like absolutely nothing to get prepared for a fight. And that's not going to happen with the stuff he does with music, with sidemen, uh, with his own channel. Now the drink. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's not realistic right now. So. I think it's a ways off. Yeah, I, I would I would think so too. Definitely not definitely not this year. Um maybe something down the line, but if Jake's just just keeps trending upwards and is going after bigger names, then KSI is like has to be at the bottom of his list, I think. So yeah. Um you want to talk a bit of Marvel? I have some questions. I have some oh, questions gosh. for you. Some quick, like rapid fire stuff. Cause sure. I just want to change up the discussions a little bit here. And we talk Marvel a lot on, on the show, as you know. So I got to yeah. get some Marvel discussion out of you. Um, I've seen this trend on TikTok. It's like a TikTok audio. Do you have TikTok? No. Okay. It's like a TikTok. That would be a bad thing if I were to get TikTok. I never get off of it. <laughs> that's, that's very true. I also yes. think it's incredibly cringy, but you know. Luckily, my For You page has gotten a lot better. It used to be really cringy, but I've done the not interested on a bunch of the cringy stuff. And the TikTok algorithm has shifted towards sports and and Marvel for the most part. Um, so, yeah, um, this is a TikTok sound. Favorite movie. What's your favorite Marvel movie? Oh, uh, it has to be the original Avengers. 
original Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in theaters with a friend. Um, love that movie. That movie was so good. Uh, uh, it's I could watch it all the time. Yeah. I can do it with most Marvel movies. I could watch it all the time, but I really enjoy that one. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, I would, yeah, I would rank that like top five. That has to be top five Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is Endgame. Just it's the Endgame for a reason. I love that movie. Theater reaction was crazy. Um, yeah. What's your favorite male character in the MCU? Oh. Uh, probably... That's tough. There's, there's a couple three, of good options. Three in mind. It's deciding between them. Let me guess. Is it Iron Man, Thor, no. and Cap? Yes. Cap? No. No. Oh. Interesting. Thor, Thor Spider-Man? The Hulk, and Spider-Man. Uh, Thor, oh, the Hulk. The Hulk. Why do you I like, like the, Hulk? the Hulk? I don't know. I just like the Hulk. Um, I'd probably go... The Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I like the Hulk. Interesting. Okay. All I can think is, I, I think I know that Kayla doesn't like the Hulk. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think she just hates the Hulk. Uh, interesting. The Hulk. Why the, why the Hulk? I like Banner's character. Oh, so you like Banner. I like Banner, and I like the... Yeah, I like Banner more than I like the actual Hulk. Um, But I think it's sort of a very interesting um, conflict in terms of the type of people they are. And Uh I find them very funny. I think they make those kind of like hilarious comments and stuff like that. Uh, I like the funny characters more than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Like Cap and Iron Man, etc. Yeah, like Spider-Man, Thor, that makes yeah. that makes sense then. There's a She-Hulk series coming to Disney Plus this year. Yeah. So you might find that interesting because Bruce is going to be in it. Or Mark, Mark Ruffalo will be yeah. in it. So, nice. Uh, I like Ruffalo. Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah. Um, I'll go... I mean, it's always been Iron Man or Spider-Man. I think after seeing No Way Home, I, I like Spider-Man a lot, though. I like Spider-Man. Yeah. You have you haven't seen it, right? You haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. Comes to digital in February sometime, like late February. So okay, you got to watch it then. Have you have you seen spoilers? Probably not. Have you? Or yeah, have you? I don't. Uh, I don't like watching movies not spoiler free. If that makes sense, I find. I oh like, yeah, yeah. You like know, the? No, I like to know what's hap- going to happen. Oh, so you like happens. seeing spoilers? Yeah. Oh, like I've oh, specifically yeah. searched what happens in the movie. Golly, man. I okay, that's dude, interesting. Just, I did, like certainty. I like to know what's coming and uh, what, like, I hate movies, period. So, okay, true. knowing what is coming makes movies more enjoyable because I know the end result. Okay. What's, uh, what's the last movie you've seen that you've liked? How about that? Like period? Yeah, period. Oh god. <laughs> um man, I just don't watch movies. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not the biggest movie person either. Like I've seen some stuff recently because we've had so much downtime. 
Well, like, I got it. Yeah. Free guy. I like. Oh, free, free guy's good. Yeah. yeah. I, like I love Ryan Reynolds. I think he's hysterical. Yeah, um, I really like that movie. Did you watch that on on Disney Plus? No, my dad oh. bought it because he thought it would be something he'd like, and then turned it off apparently after about half an hour <laughs> and my mom said i think you'll like this so i watched it one night and yeah it was pretty good it was very good yeah i like i like the music in there um the comedic aspect like ryan reynolds is great and he's coming into the mcu too as as deadpool so yeah, yeah that's exciting it's gonna be so good if, yeah uh see that is my favorite superhero deadpool oh okay <laughs> dude he's so funny yeah it's funny I don't know if it's going to be rated R still when he comes to the MCU. I don't think they can do rated R, but I hope it is. PG-13 at least, or whatever yeah. the lower one is. Um, what's Okay, favorite female character in Marvel? Oh, man. I don't like Black Widow. Damn. Period. Rip. Um, yes. I don't Tasha. like Captain Marvel. Oh, who does? Fair. Um, what other female characters are there? There's uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, Scarlet Witch isn't bad. Um, there's Shuri for, for Black Panther. Yeah, she's an um, anti-menacer. Okay. <laughs> um, who is the a... person in Thor Ragnarok? Oh, Valkyrie? Valkyrie. Yeah. Ah, that's a good one. I liked Valkyrie. I thought she Tessa was Thompson. funny. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, that's a that's a good guess. That, that or that's a good uh, that's a good answer. I like I like that. Oh, I'll sure. go I'll go with Natasha. I, I just I really like Natasha. Oh, but also, um, you probably haven't seen Black Widow or Hawkeye, no. but Yelena Belova is her sister. And she's really good too. I That's really like Florence her. Pugh, isn't it? Florence Pugh, yeah. Yeah. She's really good as as Yelena. She's one of my favorite characters, like in general now. As well as Haley Steinfeld as uh Kate Bishop. She she's really yeah. good too. I've seen a lot of ads for that. Yeah, you gotta watch it. You gotta catch up at some point. That's a really good series. Um, who do you think is the strongest Avenger, in your opinion? Uh I think it's, uh, it's the Hulk. <laughs> the Hulk. No, it's not the Hulk. No, because uh, he got beat by Thor, right? Right. Yeah, Thor beat him. So it's between Thor or Captain Marvel, realistically, and I think it has to be probably Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. Yeah. Probably Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Um. I'm going to go with Scarlet Witch. I think uh, Elizabeth Olsen's character is could top her. That would be a really cool battle to see because um, both of them got their powers from an Infinity Stone. Uh, it's the Mind Stone and then the Space Stone. But I think like Scarlet Witch can like change reality. She has some crazy, crazy powers, so I think I would go with her. And she like almost single-handedly beat Thanos. Yeah. in endgame as well i guess you could argue that captain marvel nah captain marvel got beat by thanos in that final battle i don't know it'd be it'd be toss-up it'd be pretty close there's sort of like three top tiers in scarlet witch thor and yeah. captain marvel yeah i can't really 
disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, team Cap or Team Iron Man in Civil War? Who are you cheering for? Oh, I can't even remember the teams. Uh, Iron Man had Spider Man, Black Widow, uh, War Machine or Rhodey, uh, Vision. He had Vision. And, yeah, he had Vision. And I Vision think that's. That one? There's there's another one. Why am I blanking? Who is Black Panther on? Oh yeah, he was on Iron Man. Yeah, Black Panther. And then Cap was like Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, Sam, Bucky. And why am I blanking? Was it Cap? I guess just Cap. Five. No, oh, Ant Man. Was it five? Ant-Man. Oh yeah, Ant Man. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, Ant Man. Right. Uh... God, they both have their positives. They both have their negatives. Who was Hulk with? I guess nobody. because he Hulk was... wasn't there. He was off yeah. planet. I'll just go Spider-Man, which is <laughs> Iron Man, I guess. Team um, Iron Man, yeah. I also yeah. like T'Challa. I think he's a good character. Uh-huh. I'll go... I, I'm more on Team Cap. Like, if just watching the movie, I sided more with Cap's side. But but maybe I do like the characters more on Iron Man's side. But Because I like Iron Man over Captain America, but I think I sided with, with Cap in that movie. So I'll go with Team Cap. I'm Team Cap. Nice. Uh, favorite relationship in Marvel? Ah... Oh. Uh... See, the problem is I haven't seen a lot of the more recent ones. True. Like WandaVision, et cetera, et cetera. That's really it. Um, I guess, yeah. Yeah, there's there's not much. Like, Loki has someone kind of now. Um, yeah, that, that, it's just WandaVision. But Wanda and Vision were kind of together in Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. What would I say? Uh, it's tough. I like Cap and Peggy a lot, even though they they haven't had like any screen time together other than the first movie. But I just like some people aren't aren't fans of Captain America's story arc, like how it ended. But I really like how he went back in time to be with her. And I, I just liked them together. I liked why Peggy likes Steve and why Steve likes Peggy and everything. So I'll go with that one. Uh, I will go Iron Man and I'm blanking on her name. And Pepper? Pepper Potts. Pepper. Yeah. Why not? Interesting. I don't know. I, yeah. It's the only real one I could think of. <laughs> That's true. I, I could also have gone with, with Spider-Man and and mj yeah that's a good one too um i haven't seen the most recent movie so i don't know how that changes (laughs) but what do you mean uh, i thought you've seen all the spoilers (laughs) i haven't seen it i'm right i've read about it Um, okay okay okay. um yeah i I like like um iron man and, and pepper too they had a bit of a breakup in civil war though so maybe i i don't know i kind of changed my opinion a little bit on it but they're good um favorite best friends oh (sighs) these are so tricky 
Yeah. Uh, probably the Spider Man. Ah, okay. Guy, I'm blanking. And Ned. Again. And Ned. Ed? And Ned. Yeah. Spider Man and Ned. Uh. Man, you're gonna enjoy No Way Home. <laughs> you're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> if uh, not that, I like T'Challa and his sister. Okay. I think that would you call that a best friend relationship? I don't know. Yeah, sister is your best friend. I would say I like so. that relationship, even though she's an anti vaxxer. That's true. Um, geez, favorite best friends. Um, even though they're really not best friends, I loved their dynamic in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I gotta say, Sam and, and Bucky, they're not best friends, but. Sam and Bucky, or you could go with Cap and Bucky, Cap and 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 uh, and Sam. That that trio, I'll say those those guys are are the best of friends there. Yeah, Sam is an underrated good character. Yeah, he provides a lot to the movies that mm-hmm. would be missing without him. Yeah, and you know he's he's Captain America now. Sam? Yeah. Yeah. So he's gonna probably get his own solo movie. So he's gonna take another level. I think that's gonna be a really good movie when it finally comes out, whenever it, it does. Um, last question for Marvel: What superhero would you want to be if you had Oof. some magical Doctor Strange wish that he granted you? Ah, uh, well, that's a problem to begin with. Um... <laughs> But unless you're Iron Man and you're rich, I guess yeah, that'd be pretty. And then you good. could just retire. Yeah, let's go Iron Man so I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> or you could also die, I guess. In a... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you would die with though. the and biggest. Exactly. Was re- everybody revered you? I'll go Iron Man. Yeah, fair enough. That's a good one. Ah. Uh... I mean, I've always liked Spider-Man a lot. I, I wouldn't want to be Spider-Man right now, but uh, maybe, maybe Thor. I like Thor a lot. Yeah, I like Thor. I'd love to. I'd love to be a god, god of thunder. Professor Hulk could be fun too. Professor Hulk. Like when he was both of them. If you really like Hulk, then yeah, I, Professor Hulk is. I don't the know. I think that could just be. I think that could just be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're a regular guy with regular opinions and everything, but you are 12 feet tall and 600 pounds of just muscle. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's got to be some negative. Also a genius because Banner is a genius. He's a scientist, yeah. And you, have, you don't quite have the power of the Hulk, but you're still like super, super strong and super tall. Yeah. And you're famous, like just walking around. People are like, wow. It's a Hulk, and they ask for photos. It'll get and stuff. annoying too, though, right? That's true. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. Ah, there's pros and there's cons to being a superhero. You could just We're be Hawkeye, nerds. and then you just completely <laughs> blend it. So, say it again. What was it? Such nerds. <laughs> Such nerds. Hey, there's been some nerdy topics on on this podcast before. Trust yeah, that's me. That's the so. point of the the point of this thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hawkeye wouldn't be terrible. But yeah, he would just fit right in. Mm-hmm. Isn't he starting to lose his hearing or something? Yes, he is 
going deaf. Yeah. I'd rather not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that storyline though, too. If you, if you watch the show, it's, it's cool. And it makes sense. Like he's gone through so much and he's, he's been a part of some really loud explosions and crashes and stuff. Yeah. So it just makes a lot of sense for his character. Um, yeah, that's, that's the wrap on, on the Marvel segment of the show. Um, we aren't doing hot takes. Um, that's, no. that's the one. Is that difference. it? Are we done? We're, we're coming to an end. Yeah. It's, I keep it it's around an hour 15. If yeah. That. I, that's where wow. I keep it around. It's normally between like an hour and five minutes to like, I think the longest I've gone is like hour 40 minutes, something like that. But I keep it around an hour. Um, we're not doing hot takes, but I guess this is kind of a hot take. I want to talk Leafs, but just one question. Where do you think this team is headed this year? Where's, where's the end game for the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs this season? I think they definitely get through a round. It does. Hmm. Depends on where they finish. I know. Right. In the standings. Yeah. Cause they could play Boston and then who I knows mean, what's happens there. Yeah. If they finish first, they go, what do you think? Minimum. I think they could go conference finals. Yeah. That's a hot take in itself. Like conference yeah, finals it, is a long ways. They'd away. have to get through Tampa which is a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or Florida, although I think it's most likely going to be Tampa. I think it's going to be them, probably. Yeah. Tampa's going to be really hard to beat, and I'd feel a lot better if they didn't have Andre Vasilevsky in net. Like, I think we could match their offense, but I just, I'm so worried about that's because he just turns it on to a complete other level in playoffs. Like I think in his last, is it five playoff series, every single clinching game, he's gotten a shutout. Yeah. yeah. So he, exactly. He turns it on. Like he shuts the door in the playoffs. Um, but I, I do think our offense can, can match them. But once again, I think it, it will come down to that grittiness and, and the toughness come playoff time. And, you're going to see what these guys are made of in the playoffs, obviously. And the key character guys need to step up like, like the Michael Buntings, like the Wayne Simmons, even he has to have a much better playoffs than last year. Um, but I guess you could say that about the big guys as well, like Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, they have to show up and Supi has to play. Well, there's gotta be a lot of factors that, that go into their success. And I don't think like, I could see them going to the conference final. I think that might be a, bit too soon though it depends on their playing style come playoff time but i think they definitely went around this year and I- yeah based on how they've been playing so far this season i think they're playing uh playoff hockey even though i hate playoff hockey being a different type of hockey um so i think they i think they're positioning themselves better for the playoffs it just Will the players who have to show up show up? Yeah. Uh, one of them in particular, who is currently in COVID protocols. That's true. Um, 
will he show up and actually play well is the big question because I'm not as concerned about the other three. Yeah, especially the way that like Nylander has been playing. He's been unbelievable. Matthews has been like Rocket Richard caliber. Tavares has been pretty good. And Marner's had a good season so far. But yeah, is that going to translate to playoff success? And also, is it going to translate to goals as well? Because the goals have once again been down for Mitchie. And we've been saying like, God's sake, could he get... Could he get a goal in the power play, please? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's been, what, like three years at this point? The last power play goal he got was the game I was at in February of 2020. It was my last Leafs game I went to. And that was like the viral TikTok video I had of him scoring on like a four-on-three power play in overtime against Ottawa. That was his last power play goal. And then COVID happened. In overtime, yes. When they had... So it wasn't even a real power play. It was a four-on-three, and they had four forwards out there, the big four. And it was a slap shot. One-timer. <laughs> from the point. What was the, the last regulation time power play goal he scored? Just score. And I don't know, man. Uh, Nick Ritchie, too. Not even going to get into him. Yeah. Oh, Let's not. They, they put him on waivers for a reason, and... At least they they have them in in the system still, but yeah, uh, would not be know. opposed to them keeping him there until the playoffs, and then that's true. Bringing him into, <clears throat> I would say throw the body, but he doesn't really. Well, he's done that more recently, but for a while he didn't do that either. So yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, man, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do at the deadline what Dubas is going to try and add to the team and what he'll have to subtract to the team as well. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where they finish in the standings and who they, they play in round one. So yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good season, but yeah, I think, I think we're, we're basically done for, for the pod Connor's first well, time. We're, yeah. On. We're, we should talk a little bit about school. Shouldn't we considering cool. we start classes again on Friday. <laughs> and neither of us have an internship yet, as far as I know. You don't, do you? I don't, no, I, I don't have one. I, I've reached out to uh, to a few places, um, bigger places, I guess, and they've they've said that they're not taking internships as of right now. Um, so I've tried some smaller places now, but they haven't gotten back to me, unfortunately. So I don't know, working the phones as much as I can. Um, but yeah, it's right around the corner, so. Um, I don't know what else we, we can really talk about. What do you want to talk about? Please hire us. Please. Uh, <laughs> please. Hire uh... us. That was the big thing. Please hire us. Um, <laughs> we're doing capstone too. We'll see what that entails. Um, yeah. How many electives do you have this semester? Is it two or three? Two. Two electives. Two. So you're yeah. only doing four courses as well. Only four courses. Yeah. And I only actually... I only have classes Thursday, Fridays. I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Ooh. off, which is, nice. I think that's pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Like four, four classes in two days. I think I can handle that for sure. And like, it's online at least to start. Um, and I think, yeah, like the, yeah I, 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 I was going to ask you because I think when, whenever you've said that, like, uh, it's going to get pushed back. Like, we're not going back. I don't think we're going back. You've said that a lot over the course of the past two years. You're always right. 
So you don't think we're going back January 31st? No, hell no. I think <laughs> it's at minimum going to get pushed to reading week. And then they'll sort of reevaluate where things are at because we haven't even, I don't think, reached the peak yet in terms of this way. Cases, so, yeah. No, for sure not. Like, yeah. It's There's so much risk involved. I don't personally want to go back. Like, I'd rather keep doing stuff online, especially yeah. with this variant going around. Like, everybody's saying, oh, it's less severe. Yeah. Yes, it's less severe than Delta, but it's still killing people. Like, and, Yeah, it's pretty bad. And also, like, even when we do go back, if we do, it's not going to be, like, back to normal. Like, we're going to have to do a lot of screenings and new protocols that get, in, get into place. Like, we don't know if we're going to like it. Like, when we go back yeah. to school finally, and we're in the classroom with masks on, separated from all of our classmates. We just did a commute, by the way, to get there. In and winter. In Yeah, like, if it's bad outside, too, in terms of weather, like, we we might rather just be at home to finish it off, right? If we can't socialize with our classmates as much as we used to, if we have to leave the building, like, right when our class is done, for example, it's it might not be what we what we think it could be right it might not be that fun for us so yeah I, like obviously these are just two perspectives and oh, there yeah. are very different very different opinions with different people in this program and at the school um yeah we're in a much more extroverted program who i think want to go back in person at least the leadership does from the sounds of it um so I think they're going to push to go back in person. I don't think it's the right decision personally. Um, but... I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you can't say it's the right decision. Like we're still in the middle of a pandemic. The right decision would be stay at home, obviously. Um, yeah. And it's very with our risky. classes with the, the classes we have this semester. What benefit are we going to have to being in a person? Exactly. Like yeah. if we had TV lab, it's a completely different conversation. But with Capstone and the internship. Yeah. We have a class at 9 a.m. in a movie theater. On a Friday. On a Friday. It's a lecture that's probably not going to last three hours. Definitely not. Uh, By the way, Friday starts at 10. So. Oh, oh yeah, it does. Right, right, right. Like the class Um, is scheduled for nine. But yeah, she pushed it to 10. I saw that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like in the movie theater, I don't want to get up and commute. That's an extra half hour, 45 minutes for me. Earlier, I have to get up and have to get downtown. I don't want to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'd rather roll out of bed at 9.50, be up here at 9.55, and in class at 10 o'clock. Like, yeah. I don't know. Depends on yeah. how you learn. No, you're right. Like, the classes definitely affect it, and, like, the capstone class we're not even going to have a class every single week either and it seems like it'll just be like a bunch of individual work or group work if we choose to work in a group so it's it's going to feel like practicum almost you don't really need to be in class and then for the internship there's no class it's just you're doing your internship there's classes for the first half of the semester second half there's nothing except for maybe the last week but we don't um, have to be in person for that. So no. And 
do your do your electives really matter if you're in person? I have one that would be beneficial to it being in person, but that's it. I'm blanking on the second elective I have. One of the electives I'm taking is another uh, creative creative industries creative industries class. It's called celebrity, and I don't think oh. there'd be any way I would do that in person. <laughs> I don't think there yeah. there's a point of doing it in person. I very considered that class a year or two ago, and read about i think it was the professor and said oh man you dude this happens to me like every single time i enroll in a class and then you say something and then i I might drop it but i think this one should be should be fine professors i don't don't have too big of a problem with it's more so like the curriculum of the course actually the, the past two semesters i've dropped out of a course right after the first class because i was just like nope not having it too much work too much reading too much math done like not happening. yeah that was that one course that should have been so good and yeah. then they incorporated math yeah it's like economics of sport or something yeah that's yeah. i think that's what it was could have been such a good course so much fun and then and they then, said yeah you actually have to be good at math yeah like like really good <laughs> so so yeah I, I can do it um but yeah you're right um classes start up again on Friday. I got two classes then. I want to check my other elective. I forget what it what it is. Do you have just the one class on Friday? Uh depends on what I pick. So I've got I'm currently enrolled in like five electives. I oh, only need okay. two. Right. Uh I'm waiting for the D2L shells to come out for all of them to then decide. I've narrowed it down to I think two of them. Okay. Uh, what are you thinking? For one spot. Uh, I'm going to take, I finally got into radio broadcasting. Nice. Uh, so I'm excited to take that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I do yeah, like Lori Beckstead as a prof too. Yeah. Um, that one, like you could make the argument that that should be in person because you do some stuff yeah. like in studio, I believe. And then like you're, you're creating a podcast as like your final project. So you'd, you'd ideally want to be in person for it, but I don't know. She's a good teacher. She'll run the course well. Yeah, I had her for beyond the radio format. Um, mm-hmm. So I think she's going to be pretty good. That's the one course I sort of alluded to that would probably be better in person. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other ones I'm considering is writing and comedy, which I think is pretty interesting. I'm still waiting for the D2L shell on that. Okay. Uh, and then like the business of media or something like that. Okay. Something along those lines. I think I was yeah. looking at that one too. I'm taking history in media or sorry, media history. That's what it is. Okay. It's Uh, an RTA course. The RTA courses are clutch. Like I haven't had a single problem with, with any of them. So. Uh, I think it's media regulation and communication policy or business of creative media. One of the two. Interesting. Can't remember which one. Yeah, I gotta drop some courses. <laughs> so you're gonna uh, you're you're only gonna take four though, you said. Yeah, I'm only taking practicum, capstone, radio broadcasting, and then one of the other ones. Okay. So, you got options. Are you final question, then we can end this. <laughs> are you going to graduate? Let's hope. <laughs> well, no, like you don't have to graduate, right? Yeah, I know, I'm I know, I know, I know. Yeah, not graduating. <laughs> I I know, I know, and I know some people are are not doing that, but 
I think so. Like you got to apply, I think by March, March is the deadline yeah. to graduate. So yeah, like whenever I've been asked that question, I was just joking to say like, yeah, I hope, I hope I can graduate. Like, I hope so. I don't want to take another year. I'm at the point where I'm, I'm just done with, with school. Um, and I just like want to move on and want to actually like go out and attempt to find a job. And if the internship is any indication, it is very difficult. It's difficult to find an internship. And I don't know if that's just because of the, I think it is mostly because of the pandemic as well. Um, cause I, I would be fairly confident. I, I would have gotten one if it wasn't for COVID. Um, but yeah, to find a job will be hard, but I am ready to stop education and, and stop um, just like all the assignments and everything. I'm, I'm done with it, I think. So yeah, I'm ready to move on. Um, but you're in a different boat. You're, you're going to take a, another year, another semester, or what are you thinking? Well, uh, I can graduate, period, come the, this end of the semester. Mm-hmm. There's two courses I might want to take, though that I haven't had the okay. chance to just because uh, I was going to try to take one of them last semester. It instead overlapped with practicum. So I wasn't able to take it, uh, okay. even though I very wanted to. What course and, is it? Uh, it's intermediate audio production. Okay. Wanted to take that. And then I wanted to take another course this semester, but you need a prereq, which is intermediate audio. So um i see okay if i want to end up taking those courses i have to obviously stay at the university for another year but so could you graduate this year and then still take those two courses like on top of graduating this year i don't know would i even have access to them i don't know maybe talk to donna about that yeah it might be something i have to email donna about um but other than that i'm probably graduating this semester uh that's good yeah yeah everybody has yeah like i think andrew might take another year or at least he was saying like a a couple months ago he was considering it so yeah everybody has their okay yeah i'm not sure yeah everybody has their own path and stuff but for the people who are graduating it's it's coming up it's coming up like we only got a few more months left if you are so i don't know it's coming down to the wire it's exciting we got the rest of very our lives weird. to look at yeah it's very, so weird. weird yeah yeah come friday it's going to be our last first day of classes so possibly yeah you let's know, just hope we cool we we pass all our all our classes this semester yeah. and then we're good luckily i haven't I'm, failed anything yeah. yet closest i've gotten was a production theory yeah that was not good yeah i went into the exam with a 52 came out with a c (laughs) minus that's that's good that's good yeah Yeah, the exam the exam was not terrible i guess but the exam was i thought i studied a lot for it pretty easy and the setup kind of helped too with yes just it wasn't that stressful no No, like a nine yeah I don't know. It's like 300 people in lecture hall sitting beside each other just yeah. doing the same exam. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say, talk about? 
you're running the show now. You got, Am I? you're looking at your notes. You're... <laughs> yeah, my notes. Um, subscribe to the big league is the big sure. thing. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. 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 Subscribe yeah. to the big um, league. I was going to say, follow Connor on, on Twitter, follow him on Instagram, uh, follow the MLS multiplex podcast, staff graph podcast. Um, yep. not missing anything. What else, what else do I do? Um, your articles. Yeah. You can check those out on MLS multiplex. They're crap, but you know, um, I was going to, ah, watch our documentary. Watch our documentary. There's a the break one. in the ice. Shout break out in the ice. to of our guests who made team Canada for the women's yes. hockey team. Uh, Emma Maltes, Sarah Fillier and Jamie Lee Yes. That's really cool. <laughs> um, That's insane. Shout out them. If you haven't watched that, watch it. But I have a feeling if you're watching this, you've already watched it. So. Yeah, maybe. Um, I know some people like some people have have said, "Hey, I haven't gotten around to watch your doc, but I'm I, I'm definitely gonna watch it soon." So I think it's up at what 300 views, maybe more. Uh, 320-ish on, on the YouTube, yeah. It's yeah, doing well. we got initially like 200, and then at, once we fully released it, we got another I think 100-ish. Yeah, um, 323 right now. Oh. Like I was the only one who pushed it anywhere. So that oh, when it, when it first made it public. Yeah. Yeah. Something to do with it. <laughs> oh, that definitely has something to do with it. Well, yeah, no, you, like, got, you had I, a bunch of retweets, right? When you, uh, I don't think so. When I you got tweeted a bunch out. of likes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I saw like Amanda Suzuki, like one of your tweets. Yeah. Uh, one of the York players liked all of them. Yeah. Hooper. Shout Abby Hooper. Yeah. Um, yeah, follow, not follow, watch the doc. It's a good doc. Yes. 25 minutes long. Um, let us know what you think about it. We might be coming out with a trilogy this semester. Really? If you, no, no I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, yeah, we'll see. I highly doubt it. <laughs> um, but you never know. It's always possible. Um, four likes. Who was it? You, someone who <laughs> used to write for the website that I write for. Um, person named Kelly Chung, who is good friends with Rachel and Mike, uh, who's one of the most supportive people who I've never met or ever talked to. Um, so shout out her and Abby Hooper too. Um, yeah. For the yeah. actual tweet that I mentioned everybody in, Casey did, who followed me back. Shout out Casey. Casey Amanda. Torres. Yeah. Ellen, Ty, and Abby Hooper again. Um, but, yeah, those yeah. names are probably nobody's to you guys, but watch the doc. You'll you'll understand. They're all players. They're all great people. And it was just yeah. a fun. It was a fun doc. And yeah, it was just a lot of fun. That's that's really all, how we can sum it up. Exactly. Uh, so check it out. Uh, check it out. Be a legend. Be a legend. Check it out. Be check a- out my writing. Check out the MLS Multipath podcast. <laughs> I got the Staffing Graph podcast because they just moved to the hockey news and they just released a new shop where you can buy merchandise and stuff like that. Um, so do this, that. Guy, this guy's pretty good. He should be a radio host, I think. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I think his voice is a little annoying, to be honest. Not at all, but <laughs> all right. Thank you guys very much for watching Unlimited. <laughs> After you said all that. Thank you very much for watching Unlimited. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, show Connor a lot of love, follow him everywhere on social media. 
We'll be back with an episode probably very soon. I don't know. School starting up two days from now. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to do any more anytime soon. I'm going to try to um, check out the last podcast I just did with Zarius on Spider-Man No Way Home. It's really good. But that, that'll wrap it up. Cool. Thank you very much, Connor, for coming on. First appearance. Done. Yeah. Out of the way. Thank you. I'll have to, have <laughs> to give you back appearance. on. First guest yeah. appearance, but we'll have to give you back on at, at some point down the road. So, yeah. Thank you guys very much for watching. See you guys later. Take care and peace. Bye.